We are the people of home. 459 days ago, we became our own nation. Our nation, aptly named home, has since endured a nine-month blackout, elected our first president, adopted the bell as our temporary currency, and begun work on our first constitution. With you as the citizens and me, Alex Williams, as your news anchor, we explore the culture, the history, the politics, and the economics of this young nation. With all of that said, let's get on with the broadcast. Welcome home. Today's broadcast is brought to you by homies like you. Through your engagement on Reddit, Twitter, and Instagram, you are shaping the future of this nation. You can also support the broadcast on Patreon, where for as little as $1 a month, you'll have access to our Metisodes, bonus episodes discussing the creation of the broadcast itself. Links for all of those will be in the show notes. Today, we have two guest interviews to get to. As such, we will forgo our usual updates For those, you can join us on Twitter, Reddit, and Instagram. We're joined first by Jerrica Dennison. Welcome onto the broadcast. Thank you for having me. We're we're excited to have you here and share a little bit about Homian culture tonight. So what exactly is it that you do? Well, I am a full-time mom, but I am also a host on a new podcast that I am very excited about. So tell us tell us a little bit about this podcast. So the podcast is called She Has a Name Too, and it's about mothers finding who they are in the midst of motherhood. Um, I believe that having kids doesn't mean that you have to give up your whole life. I mean, obviously things change, but it doesn't mean that you can't do things that you love anymore. Um, and so how I kind of balance things that I love, such as the podcast or hiking or traveling or um, designing. I try to do most of those during nap time. Obviously, I can't travel during nap time, but I do the podcast and design during nap time. Um, And then hiking and traveling just kind of takes a little more effort now. So I try to find that balance there. And I believe if, if I'm correct, that starts this Sunday on Mother's Day? Correct. Yes. Excellent. And where can people find you? You can listen to the podcast anywhere you get podcasts, either Homey Listen, um, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. You can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter at She Has a Name Too. And we would love for some participation. Um, we will have topics and questions to discuss throughout the week. Fantastic. Well, thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. After this message, we will be joined again by Dr. Neil Carter to discuss diversity and how we work with that while building a constitution. Today's broadcast was brought to you by Homies Like You. Through your engagement on Reddit, Twitter, and Instagram, you are shaping the future of this young nation. You can also support the show on Patreon, where for as little as $1 a month, you'll have access to our Metisodes, bonus episodes discussing the creation of the broadcast itself. Links for all of those will be in the show notes. 
I'm joined once again remotely by Dr. Neil Carter. Welcome back to the broadcast, Dr. Carter. Thank you. It's fun to be here. Last week, we discussed culturalism as well as a few other ideas uh, and, and how we can use culture specifically to analyze politics. So how are we going to look at culture related to the creation of Holmes' constitution? Well, that's a good question. Uh, we have to really look at the main points of the division in society or potential points of division in the society to know where key conflicts might emerge or where the people's key points of identification are, are coming from. Uh, so we want to know identity and understand the identity of the people because that's really where a lot of the political action is motivated, and it's the source of sense of meaning. It's the source, the source of the sense of who I am as a person and who we are as a people. It's going to be the, the formation of nationhood. I mean, home is still really new, and we're trying to figure out what, what it means to be a homie. Just for example, what role is, is religion going to play? Is language an issue? Is ethnicity, uh, that cultural heritage ways of thinking about politics, how's that all going to play out as we create this constitution and try to create something that's going to last uh, for centuries? So I, I, I'm curious, uh, so if we're drawing all these lines in our constitution of religion and language and ethnicity, um, what what does that do to us as a nation? Doesn't that further divide the nation uh, from being, you know, one one home? Well, it depends on how it's done. We don't necessarily want to say these are the lines and they can never be changed, but we want to understand the, the best points of, of identification so that we can address key concerns that people have that give their life meaning, that give them a sense of purpose. You know, this recognition of difference doesn't necessarily divide people. Ignoring differences doesn't necessarily unite people. If the differences are there, not recognizing them can be just as much a source of conflict as as recognizing them and trying to deal with the problem. The key is really how we address it. If we address those differences in terms of of creating divisions and and making people separate, then we're likely to get in, into trouble. But if we look at these divisions as natural differences that give meaning and expression to what life is like in the different areas or even personally, if I ignored the differences that you have, for example, from other people I interact with, our interactions would become really static and they wouldn't have meaning or purpose behind them. But by recognizing those differences and adjusting to them and accommodating them or even helping them to grow, we develop more as people by enjoying and taking advantage of our complementary differences. Interesting. Uh, and, and of course, we do see uh, several differences between, um, you know, amongst homies uh, here. And so I wanted to talk also a little bit about, about how we're going to work with ethnic, ethnic differences. Specifically, a major ethnic difference is that of the Kerfuffling culture, the descendants of the colonizers from Asheran. About 10% of homies identify 
as having uh, Asheranian ancestors. And so how how can we work with something like that, especially when when they've been here as as long as any of us? That is a really good question. We're in the Constituent Assembly. They're looking at this carefully. They want to make sure that the Carfuffleans don't feel like they're just targeted and they're a minority without power. We want to make sure that they have confidence that they can maintain a sense of community, a sense of identity that allows them to be who they are within this greater society and not just a targeted, isolated minority. We want to make sure that they feel like that they can feel that they're at home at home. And so we want to make sure that the the rules that we set up are seen as fair, that they're seen as, as rules that we can all agree on so that they can still feel a part of the larger society and of the the smaller societies they belong to and feel a true sense of belonging in each. That's the, the key challenge that we have. So with the Carfuffleans, we we need to make sure that the rules and values that we prioritize in the Constitution and the the system that we put in face in place is one that they will see as fair and one that they would accept as well as the member the rest of the members of home so if i'm understanding this correctly we we have to really consider what what people identify as because ignoring those boundaries isn't going to change those and and really ultimately uh, those differences can actually be a beautiful contributor to our society is that is that accurate that's exactly right. Now, of course, uh, Kerfufflians don't just have uh, a unique ethnic heritage, but there's also uh, a religion and a language that goes along with it. So I want to dive in a little bit to religion. About 64% of homies identify as religious, uh, as, as one religion or another. How does religion uh, tie into society, and how should that be a consideration when we're making this constitution? Okay, so those are a couple of really good questions. Um, the biggest part of politics is really getting people to accept the morality of the collective use of force. How are we regulating our collective behavior and individual behavior and using our collective force to do that? Religion often provides a moral system, and you don't necessarily need a formal religion to do this, but most of the of the formal religions have some kind of code of conduct or morality that says, here's what's acceptable, here's what's not, here's a standard for judging behavior. Now, we don't want to strictly accept only one of those views, but we want to take them into consideration in terms of generally speaking, what do homies already see as being acceptable or desired behavior? Now, there are some on the extremes who, who would say we want a particular religion to dominate, and that's going to form the moral code that underlies the Constitution. But that's not what we're seeing the majority of homies say. Um, as we've been interviewing and, and using polling and whatnot, most homies are much more likely to say, while religion is important, we recognize that there are differences of religion. And so we want to maintain some balance between 
moral values that are held across different populations while giving individuals the right and the ability to pursue their own sense of the good life, if we can use those terms borrowed from political philosophy. Interesting. Uh, it's fascinating to me how, I, I mean, it seems like there there are no right or wrong answers when we're doing this. Uh, and so there's a lot for us to consider. Another one of those things that we need to consider is ideological differences. When we look at the people of home and the way that that homies view the country and the way that homies view life and themselves, obviously this ties very closely to religious differences as well as to ethnic differences. Uh, and I've seen I've seen some of these firsthand. In particular, uh, currently we're reporting on a case about. Uh, young men who have have called themselves uh, Norwardian loyalists, uh, despite despite be us being sovereign for over a year now, and and doesn't look like that's going away. Um, but it is a story that we're following. We see we see other differences um, in, in how people view themselves, such as people who are new to home versus people who have been here a while. Um, what? What sort of considerations do we make for those differences in the Constitution? So that's another great question. And then we also have, just as you were talking about those things, I was also thinking about just general dispositions about how big the state should get, how much government do we need, how many regulations, or what's that balance between individual and society? These are all just great questions that we're going to have to deal with. Um, some of them, or actually a lot of them, are going to have to be left just to the political process. But what we're going to need to do is to figure out ways of creating the rules of the game so that all those people can say, it's a fair process that's been set up. And now it's up to us to kind of play the game of politics and to shape things as as we desire. And that's going to be a continuous process of give and take within home. Those feelings of identity, of, of loyalty to an affinity with outside cultures, those are things that we don't necessarily want to nail down and, and make permanent fixtures of the Constitution. But we want to set up rules that allow people to say they're giving us a fair shot, that we're creating the rules so that people feel like they have the chance to participate, they feel a sense of efficacy, that they feel like they're being listened to, and that they have a role to play, and that their actions matter. That's what we're really trying to do, rather than solve all the differences. Uh, now, one of the last differences that I wanted to bring up uh, in this conversation is economic differences. How do we see that affecting uh, homie culture and ultimately the Constitution? What considerations do we make for economic differences? I think there's a few big issues. One is this sense of solidarity. One of the things that we see in several states is that if one area is is relatively wealthy and another area is poor, there's a sense of resentment that can build up. And we want we want to try to mitigate that somehow. For example, we've got Grantville and, and the Guardians River that have always been fairly wealthy due to the being port cities, whereas Forreston 
has always had kind of less economic success until recently as a result of of Blackwood Lumber. They've seen this expansion in their economy and suddenly where they were poor before, now they're seeing themselves as relatively rich. Well, in the Constitution, we're going to try to set up rules or procedures that can be followed to kind of even out these these trends and the the fluctuations, if you will. We're trying to trying to make sure that people of home, no matter where they live, have a similar standard of living, at least roughly speaking, and that there's not this sense of resentment that gets built up where one area sees itself as just supporting the others unduly or being victimized uh, and taken advantage of by the others. So we've got to try to figure out a way of mitigating those regional differences. And then also at the, at the micro level, uh, we've got to try to figure out ways of supporting economic growth uh, for individuals, mitigating the effects of poverty for individuals as well, and trying to figure out how at the individual level economic policy is going to affect the average citizen of home. So those are big issues. Most of those will be taken up with political policy rather than constitutional efforts. But if we decide that we want to mitigate uh, these regional differences, we might need something in the Constitution. And this is still up for debate about whether we need something in the Constitution that will provide transfer payments or some other regional equalization payments across different areas of home so that everybody, the the different areas, feel like they've got a roughly equal playing field. Thank you for coming back on the show. We have a lot to process uh, based on how we're going to create this constitution and how we're going to to fit in provisions for uh, differences in religion, ethnicity, ideology, and uh, as well as economics, making us, you know, in- enhancing our differences that we can share with one another, as as well as making us as equal citizens here at home. I look forward to seeing the progress that we make and seeing what we come up with as our constitution. So thank you again for joining me today. Thank you. This is really interesting work, and it's great to be able to talk about it. Today's broadcast was brought to you by listeners like you. Through your engagement on Reddit, Twitter, and Instagram, you are shaping the future of this nation. You can also support the broadcast on patreon.com slash thepeopleofhome, where for as little as $1 a month, you'll have access to our metasodes, bonus episodes discussing the creation of the broadcast itself. Links for all of those will be in the show notes. This broadcast was produced by Mecco Radio. You can find more great content on meccoradio.com. Special thank you to Jerrica Dennison for joining me in this episode. Our production team includes myself, Alex Williams, and Dr. Carter. Rosie Parent and Daniel Paget get a writing credit on this one, too. Thanks, guys. Our theme music is by Joseph Cordara, and the world is based on the world created by William Richard Rudlich. And remember, home is where the heart is.
Mecco.